Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Super Rugby. More games, more finals, more derbies. It's Rugby Supercharge. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Squires. Indeed, hello and welcome to The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. So much to discuss over the coming hour. We really do need four or five hours to get through all the material. Even though it's a bit of a bye weekend, Boratars aren't playing, which could be good news for their fans, uh, the, way, the way they have been travelling. And they won't, uh, and they will get the four points. So happy days! Exactly, that is the, the that's the plan. We got a huge plan on today. Before we get into the rugby uh, with you boys, I just got a, I've got a, a question for you and the listeners. Um, I don't want you to think that my house is a bit grubby at all because it's not. Sure, uh, I get very a beautiful clean house, uh, but I have a mouse. Is that right? Yeah, there's a mouse in in my house at the moment. Now I'm just trying to work out how to actually get rid of this mouse. Cheese. Well, that, well, that, I think that attracts the mouse, basically. It's the trap idea. See, I've gone to the shop, and I've got, first of all, what looks like a, you know, your modern mouse trap. It's more like a, a plastic mouse motel, because you're not you know, supposed to see the carnage. The mouse is supposed to go in this little door, sure. take the cheese, a little door shuts behind it, and a sign comes up saying, Mouse Court. This nice. is what this thing does. Nice. Anyway, it's been sitting under the couch. Every morning I wake up, there is mouse droppings all around the mouse hotel and no sign of mouse being caught. So I've got rid of that and I've gone back old school, the old wooden mouse trap, you know, with a snap. With a snap, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, which frightened me. But So I put the cheese on one night, come out the next morning, just mouse droppings all around the, the uh, mouse trap. No mouse. You know. <laughs> cheese still there? I've, cheese still there. Right. Absolutely. Oh, this is a feisty. I like this mouse. Because <laughs> uh, I've seen him. He's come out. I've seen him in, like, I'm watching TV at night, and then, you know, there he is standing yeah, in the middle yeah. of the lounge room. The and footsteps. I go, yeah, he's looking at me, and I'm going, hey, and then and Kate screams, and off he goes. <laughs> so, and then, I, I, next one, my grandfather used to use peanut butter. You'd smear the peanut butter on the, on the trap, you know, because it was very difficult to get it. So I've done the peanut butter. Next morning, come out, mouse droppings all, <laughs> all around, peanut butter still there, mouse not caught. Is there a better method? Do you know, have you not had any mouse-catching experience? I've seen cartoons like this. <laughs> <laughs> this, is what I was, this is what I brought up on, the, the, the mouse and the cartoons. Um, I don't know. Do you, do, you have to, do you have to, like, put some war paint on and just stealth it and just wait at night and, and ah, I don't know, have, like, a little... Hand, hand-to-hand s- combat. Something, yeah, just like a little... Make it know. personal. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. One triple three five three. if you can solve my mouse problem, I'd love to hear from you. We'll hear from Timmy Horan, uh, who is in our Brisbane studio, but it's just a little difficulty with his microphone. He's, uh, he's gone flown back on the red eye from Canberra. We was watching some rugby last night, calling it for Fox. We will speak to him next. We've got plenty ahead in the show. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Found them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter. At the Ruck Show. Good news, we do have Tim Horan uh, loud and clear. Morning, boys. Tim. You got up very, very early to be there. I did, yeah. Big night in Canberra last night for the uh, the Brumbies and the Lions. So I flew back early this morning back to be on the show, yeah, back well, to Brisbane. Look, I, I want to get you to do what you do best in a minute, which is go through the scores. Uh, <laughs> before we do I that, love it. <laughs> before we do that, Timmy, we were talking about uh, my mouse problem. Look, I'm a large man, uh, usually fairly upfront and uh, brave about things. Not mice. Don't like them. They're in, I've admitted it. Don't like them. A little what, bit how, frightened. How did, you, how did you go mm. in the first Rambo when he came through that tunnel? Oh, no, good. And he's got... Were you? Oh, that, that gets me every time, though. The I have mice. to fast forward. 
afford that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just, uh, no, it's the, it's the elephant thing. I'm a large man. Small things frighten me. <laughs> Clint from Turngabby, uh, do you have a solution to my uh, rampaging mouse problem? Yes, I do. I told um, a mate or a couple of mates a few months ago about this one particular one. You get a bucket of water, mm-hmm. put about half a well, half fill it up halfway with water, yeah. get a plastic ruler across the top of it, cover it in oil, put a piece of chocolate in the middle of it, and then a football sock, sock running up to the bucket, the bucket under the ruler. The mouse goes up the sock, <laughs> it, eats the chocolate. It's like a mini circus. <laughs> It's the mouse circus. It, you, I want to film this because this is a true. Ima- imagine trying to explain that. Wouldn't. Imagine trying to explain that to a Ford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, run through again. We've got the sock going up the side up to under the the ruler, which goes across the bucket, which is half full of water. The bucket, the, the ruler is covered in oil. Yep. I'm, I'm sure I've seen this movie. And yep. then the, the mouse comes up, runs across, slides off the ruler, hits the water, and drowns. Mice love chocolate. They can't resist it. I forgot the chocolate. I've got to put the chocolate Maybe in the middle of the Maybe chocolate's the go. All right. Okay, Clint, can, I'm going to try that. Can you buy that at Bunnings? <laughs> <laughs> Pre-made. <laughs> All right, Clint, if that works, I tell you, I'm going to get you some uh, tickets to see the Waratahs. If it doesn't work, I'll get you double the amount of tickets to see the Waratahs. Thanks so much, Clint. All right, uh, Timmy Horan, what you do best, what you love to do is inform our listeners about what's happened in the world of rugby. You've got some scores for us, fella. Yeah, big weekend of rugby. The Highlanders on Friday night, 13, beat the Hurricane 6, keeps the Highlanders uh, in the hunt for the uh, the top six. And the Reds, what a game that was on Friday night at Suncorp Stadium. 68 points, I think it was. 37-31 against the Auckland Blues. They're actually ahead 24-0 in the first 20 minutes, the Reds. And a uh, fantastic game. The Chiefs, 30, upset the Stormers, 23. The Stormers were ahead 20-3 at halftime. And the Lions upset the Brumbies, 29-20 down in Canberra last night. And the Brumbies, once oh, again, well, they, they were ahead 10-0. Yeah. God, the Brumbies are struggling. They are rock bottom. Yep. And the Bulls, 47 in Pretoria, beat the Rebels, 10. And the big upset of the yeah, weekend, what about this? The Cheetahs. 33 beat the Crusaders 20. Maybe it doesn't uh, make the uh, the Waratahs uh, loss look that bad no, now. That's right. Yeah, no, so uh, a big it gives the Reds a bit more sort of breathing space there. Yeah. Okay, let's concentrate a little bit on that Reds game because that was sensational. We've t- been talking about all year the fact that they play beautiful attacking footy and there's all on the other side and we'll talk about later the Waratahs who haven't been doing that. 37-31 over the Blues takes the Reds to the top of the table. Look, they don't mind getting some tries scored against them but geez, they look pretty when they're on, on fire, don't they? That, that, that's the one, isn't it? I mean, if you, if you score more tries in the opposition, you, you you're just about to go and win the game. Well, uh, maybe the Brumbies against the, the Reds in that round seven game, I think it was, when they scored four tries and not many. Yep. Um, but that's what's, that's what's going to happen, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get exciting exciting games. Interestingly enough, though, it, it's is, is a good game dictated by how many tries you've scored? I mean, I, I reckon sometimes that's a... A bit of a fallacy that say, hey, we're not defending all that well, and they need to defend better than that. But they do, no doubt, have that attacking ability. I, uh, I mentioned Helmut Scott Higginbotham at the start of the year yep. was going to be certainly someone to look out for. Uh, isn't he just absolutely oh, running a muck at the moment? And with his partner in crime, Bo Robinson. He's playing some great footy, isn't he? He scored five tries so far in the Super Rugby Tournament. And, and the way that the Blues came back was fantastic. There was plenty of Kiwi supporters. There was just over 30,000 people at Suncorp Stadium. And, but when the Reds got out to 24-0, you thought, oh, here we go, they're going to blow out. And then two, two, tries, two quick tries in three minutes by the Blues just before halftime. They put on 14 points. So uh, it was a wonderful uh, dis- display. Digby Iwani was fantastic. Rene Ranger for the Blues. Quade Cooper kicked seven from seven. So uh, it was pretty important. But the Blues, more importantly for the table, they got a bonus point for getting within seven points. Mm. And they got another bonus point for their fourth try right on full time. So important two points for the Blues as well. 
Yeah, so the Reds are on 50 points at the top of the table. Gee, I'm looking ahead and beyond next week too. There's a game coming up in Brisbane that I think everybody in Australia should try to get to. It's the uh, Reds against the Crusaders. It's in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, How and, uh, exciting will that be? Sunday the 29th. At, uh, I think it starts a bit after 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so an afternoon game. So there'll be, I think uh, so far they've sold just over 30,000 tickets to the game. So really? Sonny Bill Williams here in Brisbane and Robbie Fruin and um, you know Richie McCaw, so it'll be a great game. Timmy, do you talk to the blokes about those afternoon games um, when when we played? It's, it's always great to say when we played. It sounds yeah. like an old bloke. Um, we played afternoon games, half past two, and they were great. You hit the the ball was easier to pass, basically. Yeah, to handle. It wasn't yeah. to handle, exactly right. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, players, the players would much prefer to play in the afternoon, but because of television now, you have to play at night. That's the prime time. So it's you blokes. You blokes. Yeah, that's it. right. We're controlling it. <laughs> Fox Sports are controlling the game. Look out. <laughs> A show about rugby, put together by rugby players. Why not? Tim Moran, Matt Burke, Tony Squires. The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Uh, Not such a great Sunday morning, I wouldn't have thought, if you were in Canberra, you're a Brumby supporter. Last night they went uh, down, was last night, 29-20 to the Lions. It was Matt Gitto's 100th game. Didn't they celebrate it beautifully for him? (laughs) Uh, They are going very poorly at the moment. But Timmy and Matt, I just want to play you something that shows just how poorly they're going. It's their super coach, uh, Tony Ray, and what he had to say. Just listen very carefully. If you're a player or you're a supporter and you hear your coach saying this about your team, how does it make you feel? We're just a mob without any fightness when it gets tough. They've been even when we win. They've been from day one of pre-season, actually. Pretty much all laid bare. You know, we can smoke some mirrors. We've tried to get it through for a fair while there, but it's not in you, it's not in you. You're not going to find it under pressure. Tim. Gee, Tony Ray, uh, coach of the Brumbies, and that was at the press conference after the game. So I don't think he addressed the players um, after the game in the dressing shed. That's what he said to Fox Sports last night. So they are rock bottom, the Brumbies. They've, uh, you know, without a few players, Stephen Halls is out for the rest of the season. Rocky Elsom hasn't even laced up a boot yet for the Brumbies. Yeah. So, um, but in coaches' sprays, Berkey, you must have had a few sprays in your time with the Waratahs. Mate, we've had a couple. Um, I was going to say about the Tony Ray one just then. It, it, if he's looking for support um, yeah. from the team, it's, it's no longer, it's not going to get there on Monday morning. Anyhow, no, no, well, he's, he's exactly. not going to be he's not going to be there next no. year, is he, Tony? Right. No, so I he's realised. Well, you know, where are these guys going to go? And talking to Stephen Hoyles last night after the game, he's saying they are rock bottom, but that's good because they need to rebuild this year so they can actually get something out of next year as well. But mm. mate, he he says that today, last night, he's not going to be there next year. How does this mob run around next week after after that? I mean, there's got to be some kind of tension going on there now, isn't well, it? Well, who, who takes control? Does he then just sit back and and? Uh, I suppose it's, in a way, it's 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 sort of like McKenzie was uh, three years ago with Waratahs, knowing that he wasn't going to be there for the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Who takes over? Do the, do the assistant coaches take over, as in Harrison Caputo and Larkham, and say, "Hey, let's instigate our old style of play"? Perhaps what they did circa two thousand, you know, when when they had Gregan and, and Larkham sort of controlling the show. Well, what well, an interesting. What was uh, Matty Gitto hundredth player, hundredth game? Was he sitting next to uh, the yes. super coach when that was happening? When he was listening to that, he, he was indeed. I think um, happy hundredth, fellow. Oh, thanks, thanks for coming. <laughs> and, and, and and his his response was, "Well, you can't argue with that, can you?" Um, my spray was uh, from Greg Smith a couple mm-hmm. of years ago now, uh, and we're playing you guys, Timmy, at the time, and and we came in at half time and. I think I was just, the, this is, so this is Waratahs v Queensland. This is Waratahs v Queensland in the, in the old days, exactly right. And it was a Concord Oval. And I think I tried to run uh, around you a couple of times. You and Jason were in the centres. Jason Little, that oh, was. The Wallaby centre partners. Wallaby centre mm-hmm. partners, yeah, yeah. And I'm a, I'm a fresh uh, face young bloke coming out from school playing uh, against these blokes. And I tried to run around you, and I, I didn't make it the first time, nor the second, <laughs> nor the third. And I think the fourth time I got thrown over the side, mate. <laughs> 
And he said, mate, you just can't run around these blokes. It's Tim Horn and Jason Little. And by the way, the froth coming out of the mouth, he says, it's not schoolboy rugby, mate. What are you doing? I was like, oh. So the next time I was going, cut out, cut me out, cut me out. I don't want to touch it. I'm not, inter- <laughs> not interested. I don't want it. Uh, Tony Ray, uh, the great rugby league coach, is doing a marvel- marvellous job with the Brumbies. Welcome back to the Rock. Sunday Rugby Show. Waratahs have a bye this weekend, which could be some relief to their fans who have been uh, a little bit on the long-suffering side. A little bit of booing going on, a little bit of disconcert, I, I guess, because of the style of rugby they've been playing. Now, I don't know if you noticed that Simon Poitvin has joined the bandwagon of uh, former Waratah players and Wallabies who have basically formed a kicking line. Uh, to have a crack at the style of rugby that's been going on. Uh, and Simon Portovan is writing in the Sydney Morning Herald, quoting Beric Barnes, who says that the, style, that the footy is not a popularity contest. Now, Simon Portovan then points out that in some ways it is a popularity contest given the competition for the hearts and minds of fans of whatever code, in certainly in uh, New South Wales and in Sydney. There's a lot going on. There's new uh, AFL franchises about to start in Western Sydney. Obviously, the NRL, very popular. How do you get bums on seats? Certainly those numbers have been reduced of late at the SFS because of the style of play. Now, boys, if you're winning, if you're playing a grinding game and you're winning, for example, in the NRL last year, the Dragons fans, the team was criticised for much of the year for being boring, yet none of those fans would have cared one jot nor one tittle when the team held the trophy aloft at the end of the the Mm. year. Mm. The Waratahs don't look in any danger of going that way, do they? So therefore, don't they have to come up with a style that is both winning and a little bit popular, Tim? Well, they do. It's all about the entertainment value these days, especially, as you say, there's, there's AFL games on, there's rugby league games on. So the, the Waratahs, week in, week out, will always get ten to 15,000 diehard fans who will always go to the games. But then there's the floaters that watch any sort of games. So they might go and watch the Swans or the, uh, the the Roosters. So you need to be those floaters who move around. When there's entertainment there, that, that they'll come. So it's a, it's a shame the Waratahs, they're, a, they're not a bad team. They, they've had some injuries with Palu and other players out. But I just think attacking style of game, they've got to back themselves. They are a good team. They're going to be very close to the top six. But if they make the top six, Berkey, gee, you'd be uh, a, a bit worried about who they're going to play. You would be, Tim. I suppose on the back of that, and in and, and a little bit of defence for the Waratahs, they've got 10 key line players out at the moment, That's front true. line players. That's true. And so they're playing a game that, well, they believe they can win games with. Now, the, the interesting, it, it comes down to a bit of propaganda as well sometimes, I reckon. You know, the force a couple of weeks ago uh, put in a game plan, and Richard Graham said it in the, in the paper the next day, that if we kicked to the Waratahs, Waratahs kicked it back, Waratahs fans boo. Waratahs then think we've got to run it from our 22. They make a mistake more and four score a try. So it's Wow, it's that's a, an in-depth plan. It's incredibly in-depth. Yeah. And, and the end of it, and, and, and we're at training. I said to the guys, I said, whatever you do, don't get sucked into what the crowd wants you to do. You know, If it's on to kick, kick it. If it's on to run, you run it. And if it runs it, I mean, Tim, you're, a, you're an exploit of, of that. If, it's, if you run it near your own try line because it's on, you, you, that's what you do. That's what you're programmed to do. But um, if it means you've got to kick it, I mean, and there's no worse a sight from a stare from the forward yep. when you run it and you get caught behind, they look at you and go, mate, are you kidding? <laughs> You're gone. They're not going to buy you beer after the game. I think the Waratahs, as you say, to, to their defence, they've had guys like Cliff Parlow out, Rob Horn, mm. they've really missed him in the centres, and also Drew Mitchell, obviously, with that terrible uh, dislocated ankle a couple of weeks ago at, at Suncorp Stadium. But I think going forward, what the Waratahs are trying to achieve is just limp across the line until these players do come back, and then if they're in the top six, and then they can give it a crack when they get more players back 
in the side. Is it unusual? Is this just a one-off thing? The Waratahs have invited fans along to the SFS in Sydney on Thursday night, and uh, this is to hear coaches and players talk about the style of footy they've been playing. Now, is this a result of what's gone on, or do teams every year go, oh, we'll just have a, a gathering of uh, you know minds like minds and, and talk about this? No, I think it's, it's it's the new uh, new CEO, a fellow called Jason Allen's come through, and 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 he's I think he's open to new ways. Um, you know, I think he said the other day that. As you mentioned before, Timmy, you get 10 to 15 at the game, but that doesn't sort of, you know, fill enough for the coffers, basically, for the cash side of it. So he sort of said, well, hey, okay, well, if you guys are knowledgeable and, and understand the game, as, as you say you do, come on down and, and give us an idea of what you think, and we'll try and either, um, you know, rebut the, the, the I suppose, the, the way of thinking, if that's the case. Um, the difficult part about it is, is that, you know, you get teams like, say, say last night, Brumbies and the Lions, you're expected to win against, against the Lions. And yeah. all of a sudden, they come up and, and front up and play, and all your game plan sort of just gets stifled a little bit, and, yeah. and, and it means you've got to play a different style of yeah. game. So I mean, it's, it's for, tough. For the, yeah, for the weekend, I mean, it's the first time probably ever that the Lions and the Cheetahs have won on the same weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> there's been upsets, but you know, the Waratahs, they'll bounce back, but they're, they're going to listen to their fans, but I think they, they know what the fans are going to be saying. The, the, I reckon the difficult part about it, Tony, is also I'm sure the, the press are going to be there, so I'm, I'm sure you're going to get the, the paper journos are going to be there. Yes. And so... How do you how do you give your answers? Do you give you do you give it an honest and frank answer, a, a frank answer, and say, "Hey, here we yeah. go," yeah. Um, or do you, or do you toe the line? Or as, is it as politics? Porto, correct, as Porto said yeah. the other day in, in the in the one from from Berwick. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Supercoach Chris Hickey has the headline that nobody wants to see uh, in the newspaper today. It says, "I have Foley's full support <laughs> at Tars." Those words again, full support. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> once, once the once the board says or anyone else says, I've got you. You've got my full support. You're in Barney Rubble. <laughs> Two international players. He's got it. Tim Horan and Matt Bird. Looking for support. And then there's the ring in Tony Squires, the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. And if you've just joined us or haven't heard the show before, each week we try to give you a little bit more information about the uh, the Super Rugby teams. Some of the franchises you know very, very well. We'll be talking about Queensland, you know, the Reds or the Waratahs from New South Wales. Some of them you may have no idea where they actually come from. Where do they hail from? We've been through all of the uh, South African franchises. I've moved uh, into the New Zealand area. And today I'm going to take you somewhere very special. take you to the beautiful Waikato region and Hamilton, the home of the Chiefs. Just a dawdle south of Auckland and within rigorous push-bike ride of the Bay of Plenty, the area has much to offer. Why not strike out for famous nearby Rotorua? If you're looking for a mud pool holiday, this is the place to go. Hot, <laughs> bubbling springs of healing mud. Great for the complexion. Rotorua is also known as Sulphur City because of the hydrogen sulphide emissions. Gives the city a rotten eggs smell. Back in Chiefs' heartland of Hamilton, thick fog is common on winter mornings and often lasts till around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You may be interested to know Hamilton has the lowest wind speed averages for a city in New Zealand. Then again, you probably won't find that interesting. No trip to Hamilton would be complete without a visit to the life-size bronze statue of former resident Richard O'Brien, the creator of the High Camp classic The Rocking Horror Picture Show. Wow. The statue is of O'Brien as Riff Raff wearing that spacesuit from the movie. It's a little-known fact that the Chiefs are named after the Maxwell Smart boss, the Chief, from Get Smart. (laughs) Boys? I don't think the the Chiefs rugby players would know much about that area than than you did, Tony. But certainly they had had an upgrade the other day for their their best hotel. actually got another half a star, so it goes to one and a half stars now. (laughs) 
Mate, on the, on the hotels, we used, to, we used to stay in a motor inn, and it was a, a U-shaped motor inn, as in, like, you know, down there on one you side. Park down your there, car in front of you. Park in the middle. It yeah. was a two-leveler. And the, the most exciting thing you could do was change a channel on the guy's TV, like, 40 metres away on the other side <laughs> of it. And they'd be sitting there going, hang on, I'll just watch it. And then you change it back. And for 20 minutes, we had this bloke just gone. He's going, hang on, what's one of the tilly? <laughs> <laughs> that is so childish yet brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. So you're just controlling through the, through the curtain, just a little buzz on the way through. He's got his door open. You know? <laughs> oh, that is That was good. the best part about that it. That is the life of a travelling rugby player right there. <laughs> this is the ruck. Thanks for making the conversion. Joining the scrum. Welcome back. This is the Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Hybrid game. There's all this talk, isn't there, about the competition between codes, uh, and then at various times people go, I wonder what it'd be like if the Wallabies Mm. played the Kangaroos. See, most other countries don't have, you know, the league and union teams. Like in New Zealand you would, but uh, even in Australia, the AFL players, imagine getting a couple of AFL players in the the line out of the Wallabies. And so everyone has this, the the bar talk about who... Would be better the kangaroos or the wallabies, and could they actually play against each other? Yeah. Do, you remember, do you remember a couple of years ago, uh, Timmy, when we were playing, and, they, and there was a chat of a hybrid game? They had Gordon Tallis and all these other cronies going, "We're going to smash him! We're, we're absolutely yeah. built this private I was, was going to be injured that week. Mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had hamstring as well that week as well. I go for it, mate. Do your best. Oh, like, imagine front up against those boys. Yeah, no, that's true. But well, they've had a go now. Uh, there was a game last week and uh, during, during this week. St Augustine's College beat Kebra Park State High School sixteen twelve. Now it was a hybrid. Interesting though, the rules. I won't go through all of them because just in rugby itself, the laws, as you know, there are four thousand two hundred twenty three <laughs> just involving the scrum feed. Uh, but there was a there was a lot going on. But basically, they played both sets of rules. But if you're in, uh, you had the ball in your own half, in your defensive half, you played tackles rugby league style, set up and played the ball. Once you crossed half line, went into attacking zone, then the laws of rugby, uh, ruck and maul, came into place. Uh, a very interesting idea. A lot of prominent people there having a look at it. I know that Mark Keller was involved. I know from Rugby League, Andrew Johns was there. Did either of you catch any of it? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I saw I saw it. Uh, it was online. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it's, it's a game that everyone's sort of interested in. But I think going forward, it's, it's, it might be a charity or a novelty event. But, yeah, I think it was worthwhile having a look at at a schoolboy level. And, you know, if there's something else that we need to raise money for in time, potentially in years to come, you, you may see the, the kangaroos, you know, Inglis up, up against, um, you know, one of the Wallaby centres. So, um, yeah, interesting thought. But, you know, I don't see too much in it. I don't, I, no, I don't see too much in it. You're right. It's, it, was a, it was an exhibition game. It was something that um, I think just satisfied some people putting it together. I think there was a great quote at the end of it, though. It was Bobby Dwyer. He was there as well. Yeah. And he said, both teams have to learn from each other in, in, in the real game. He said they need to move forward because if they stand still, they'll move backwards. <laughs> he was well, a very good one tactical of your best, coach, Bobby. Bob. One of your but best. The, I mean, the great thing—the the great thing in Australia, though, there is plenty of supporters for both coaches, yeah. rugby league and rugby union and AFL. So we're pretty unique. Well, exactly. I mean, I think as the call is rather than the hybrid game, is that the fans have mm. to become polycodal. That is the only way for the, for the future. Why can't you go and enjoy a game of rugby on a Friday night? Go on the Saturday afternoon and watch Hang a game on. of rugby. That's league. Just the dictionary. Just, just open it up, mate. It's, just it's not in the dictionary. Total. Yeah, Polycodal. I just invented it. It will it'll be in next year's dictionary. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. None of this monocodal stuff, ladies Nothing. and gentlemen. But if you are going to choose, obviously choose rugby. Found them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter. At The Ruck Show. New sensation could apply, or fairly new, to James O'Connor uh, from the Western Force. Nathan Sharp, who we spoke to last week, and who's a thoroughly good chap. 
a thoroughly good chap. He's now, of course, the skipper at the Western Force, saying he'd be prepared to uh, give up the skipper's armband if you want to fast-track what they describe here as the generation next in there to keep James O'Connor uh, in West Australia at, at the uh, the force. What are your thoughts on James O'Connor? What's the mail? Because we thought he was going to make an announcement, uh, you know, almost this mm. week, really. Maddie? I reckon, uh, you know, when you look at a captain's armband, does that necessarily mean they're going to be a better player, though? To me, I... I, I I reckon sometimes there's too much more. There's too much responsibility on someone who then gets the armband. I think sometimes a captain you know, doesn't necessarily have to be the best player in the team. They can be a leader, but not necessarily the best player. I think someone like him needs to have a bit of free reign. That if he makes a mistake, it's like, oh well, you know, I'm not really worried about it. The captain says, looks over to him, says, "Mate, we have got that sorted. Okay, we, okay, sweet, no worries." Um, but you give them an opportunity just to keep going. Uh, is he going to go to Queensland? Is he going to go to the Rebels? Will he stay in Perth? Uh, so many, so many questions, and I just don't think we know. He's keeping it so close to the chest. Yeah. But I think, as we spoke about probably a couple of weeks ago now, uh, Timmy, uh, he, I, I think the best thing for him to stay in Perth because then it recruits more people to go over there and play at the force as well. Well, I think the Australian Rugby Union probably need James O'Connor to stay in the Western Force to attract other players. But I think for James O'Connor, his decision is about a rugby decision. And if he stays at the Western Force, fantastic. If he does move somewhere else, maybe he's looking to play with some more exciting players. I think the, the Force, you know, have been unfortunate with injuries this year as well. But it'd be interesting to see. He'd, you'd think he'd make a decision towards the end of this week. He, um, he was going to make a decision last week with the uh, the bye week that they, the Western Force have. But uh, the, the Western Force, um, yeah, they'll be pretty keen to keep him, I'd say. But if it's a rugby decision, he may move. Affecting his play, do you think? I mean, I mean, surely, surely a decision like this is is it stews in your mind before yeah. you going before you going out. So imagine if he's going out to play a Queensland or or a, or a Rebels, and mm. I don't know, does he miss a goal? And well, they rely so much on it. He, he scores nearly seventy percent of their points from the Western Force. Yeah. Hey, uh, just a question without notice. Uh, just picking up as, on the way through that you talked about the captain's armband. For the two of you who've played under some great uh, great leaders, who is the best captain, best leader you had, Tim? Um, for, for me, I mean, I was lucky to play, you know, with George Grigg and John Eels was fantastic um, in, our, in our area. But Nick Farr-Jones in the early, when, when the game was amateur, being um, captained by a guy like Nick Farr-Jones was fantastic because I was a young, sort of just turned 19, coming in to sort of play test match footy and uh, he was someone who took you under the wing and, and, and made you feel part of that team. Uh, for mine was Jason Little. He had one uh, one captaincy armband <laughs> against America, and it was fantastic. Uh, he didn't say much before the game nor afterwards, but he got it stuck into the beers, which was great. So just perfect. He, he provided a good happy hour. That's, that's all he had to do. <laughs> uh, beautiful. All right, Tim Horan, this time every week we'd like to look ahead. What is coming up in the world of rugby? Yeah, a couple of good games coming up. The uh, the first one on Friday night, the Blues, who are second place at the moment against the Stormers from South Africa and at Eden Park in Auckland. And then on the Saturday, the Cheaters from uh, Free State and Bloemfontein take on the Rebels. The Sharks take on the Bulls, which will be a great game. Uh, the Crusaders are back at home in Christchurch against the Chiefs. The Waratahs take on the Lions, who knocked off the Brumbies uh, last night. And then the Force um, host the Brumbies over in Perth. So uh, the table at the moment, the Reds on 50 the Blue, Auckland Blues, 49. The Stormers, 44. Crusaders, 44. So they're fourth, the Crusaders. The Sharks from South Africa, 43. And the Waratahs hang in there at uh, six spot with 40 points. So still a few weeks to go in the Super Rugby competition. Interesting to see how many uh, we get to the Sydney Football Stadium for that Waratahs-Lions game next Saturday night. Look, thanks so much for being part of the Ruck. And look, I'd like particularly to thank, uh, just finishing where we began with my mouse problem, Clint from Toon Gabby. Uh, if you weren't listening, I have a mouse problem. I've tried everything. I've tried the new commercial style of mouse traps. I've st- tried the old school mouse trap, and I just get uh, mouse droppings and nothing happening. Uh, Clint, his theory is that I get a bucket of water. It's half full. Half full. I get a 
a football sock, a, a rugby sock, and I run that up the side and put it under a ruler which runs across the half-full bucket of water. In the centre of that ruler is some chocolate. Apparently mice cannot resist chocolate. The ruler is cannily covered in oil. So uh, as I, I'm looking at my own diagram I've built now, uh, the mouse runs up the sock, hickory-dickory-dock, <laughs> runs across the ladder towards the chocolate, his little four scurrying feet on the oil, down he goes, and in the morning, my one-year-old son is confronted with a dread, drowned <laughs> and all, mouse. And all of that you've got to put together with an Allen key. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Clint. Uh, thank you, everybody. Get out and enjoy your rugby. We'll catch you next week. See you. Found them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter. At The Rush Show.